It's that time once more. It's Turbo Time. Turbo Drive Live. Here on Sega Sonic Radio. The number one source for Sonic music. Music. Hey there, people. How you doing? Yeah? You doing fine? Doing okay? Yeah? Brilliant. Hello, welcome, and I'm too loud. Yeah, I know. Uh, let me sort that out. Definitely, definitely, uh, ooh, um, I don't know, just levels too, am I too loud? Yeah, just a little bit. I know you. That'll work it. Anyway, hello, welcome back. Yes. Turbo Drive Live! Yay! Here on Sonic Radio, SSR, on the TSS, ne- uh, TSS Network. Huzzah! Hello! It's Friday It's Friday evening here in the UK. It's probably a lot earlier for you guys in uh, other places around the world in 80 days! Um, I know, I'm already stealing jokes, I'm sorry. Um, <clears throat> anywho... I'm back here, kickstarting your weekend here on uh, SSR with an extra special Turbo Drive Live. Yes, tonight's episode will be a lot longer than usual, so this is going to be a very special, extra long Turbo Drive Live for you tonight because I have a special middle segment for this week um, where I am bringing back Turbo Drive Live interviews. Yes, Turbo Drive Live Interviews has come back with a new guest. And a brand new guest, in fact. So brand new that they're literally just starting their career on the internet with their brand new show. And I'm going to be talking... To, I've, I did a little interview earlier in the week with them. I'm going to sh- show you who the... I'm going to show you, um, you know... who you know, Or talk, talk to them... Talked about who they are, what they do, and how awesome they are. And I'm going to be doing it here exclusively on Turbo Drive Live. And that is going to be awesome. Um, so yeah. Let's kick off with Turbo Drive Live with uh, a little rundown of uh, what's going to be happening later in the show. Including... That of Sonic News Rewind coming up very shortly with all the latest news that's coming around. I've been listening. Uh, I've been uh, checking out all the latest news, and by God, there's a lot of Sonic news out there. So we've got a lot of cover, and we've got le- very little time. I'm trying to keep it under two hours this time. You know, like uh, back in the OG times, the OG of uh, you know Turbo Drive Live. So I'm definitely gonna be talking to you so long. Anyway. And then we have the middle segment, Turbo Drive Live Interviews, where for Turbo Drive Live, I, I will be, I have a, it's a whole hour and 30 minutes of uh, me talking, talking, you know, asking these uh, these two guys questions uh, with what they do on the internet and stuff like that. And basically, I'm going to be bigging them up, big, you know, Turbo Drive Live style, yeah. I do it that I do it that way, baby. 
Yeah. It's awesome. It's freaking awesome. Um, and of course, we got uh, Turbo Search Impressions, which I did say last week that I was going to be reviewing the other Blu-ray DVD that I uh, you know, talked about last week. So I will quickly go through that as well and try to try to do my best as fast as possible. But anyway, with uh, that said, let's crack on with the show. And I'm in a, I am a full-blown Crush 40 mood because I've been looking on the internet, I've been watching videos, and I saw a video about, you know, some some Sonic fans kind of like best, you know, top, uh, top ten Crush 40 songs, but it was like. You know, uh, back in, say, I think it was like back in 2009, I think, 2009, yeah, so it's quite an old list now, because there's been a few more Crush 40 songs that are in the, in the Sonic franchise, at least, um, right, uh, around now, and I completely forgot, I've, I forgot it's, you know, people are in the IRC chat room. And, of course, some some people in the IRC chat room forgot that, that there's Turbo Drive Live. Um, but I don't judge them much. Anyway, uh, <laughs> with um, many people in the IRC chat room, it's like 17 people listening in the, uh, live tonight, so that's yeah, cool. Um, <laughs> I don't judge you, voluptuous I honestly, do you think I'm that heart heartless? I'm not the heartless one. Someone else, maybe, actually has a. Uh, I don't know. Just, I, I, th- I think I'm kind-hearted. I think I'm a push. <laughs> I'm a push. I'm a push git. Uh, so yeah. Uh. Of course, in the IRC chat, we got like uh, Spon- Unscon Spon- Spondy Brandon Double Zero One Five One, who just entered. Um, CTR Foxboy Mick or Nick? Ah, it's Mick. Hi, uh, John. The what's his name? We know who John is. John's a regular. Um, Major Ziggy, uh, Miles Prower, MK. Uh, Nikit, Nekit, or Mikit. It, my screen's so bad that it can't tell what an M and an N is. Sometimes it's stupid. Razzy, Raz, Rags, uh, Ringtailed Fox, Shadix, uh, Silver Fox, uh, no, not Silver Fox, Silver Sonic, uh, Supersonics JM. Yeah, it's been a while. He's been in there. Uh, Trekkie Trigon Twin B Mark Two upgrade. Uh, you should. I think he should be upgraded to Mark Three, hopefully for 2012, so that way he can protect us from the horrors of 2012. Uh, Vija, who is quite a surprise, he's actually in the RC chat room tonight, listening in. Weird. Uh, voice and of course the uh, the lovely voluptuous spy. Yes. Yeah, she and she gets final billing. Yeah, she must be pleased with that. Um, oh, and uh, by the way, if you do want to get in con- contact with me, you can send me an email to turbo at sonicstadium.org, or you can message me on Twitter, because I did get uh, a tweet uh, uh, later on. Uh, 
So I'm just going to be using my uh, thing here. Uh, and Vija has... Uh, Oh, v oh, Vijay is, has saw my tweets, and uh, he wanted to, uh, you know, talk. Uh, wanted to see how what my special extra long turbo drive live is going to be all about. Hmm. Yes. Well, I hope I hope I will be able to please you tonight because I am. I want to uh, please people, and I want to make people laugh, and I want people to know of these people. That I am interviewing, because they are awesome. Not just in the Sonic sense, because they did do Sonic stuff, but they're awesome overall. I say, mm-hmm. believe it. So, anywho, uh, stupid iPod. Anywho, uh, right. Let's crack on. Um, with. Uh, like I was saying, Crush 40 mood, I was kind of like in. So, here is Crush 40, His World. Yeah, not many people like this version of His World. I don't know. I still like it. You know, it's a decent it's a decent remix, or redoing, or rearrangement, or whatever you want to call it. So, enjoy, and I will be on the other side for Sonic News Rewind here on Top of Drive Live, only on Sega Sonic Radio.
Rewind. Yeah, welcome back. It's time for Sonic News Rewind here on Turbo Drive Live, only on Sega Sonic Radio. And yes, there's a lot to cover, so let's make it happen. Quite fast. So, now, last week I did... Now, last week was the kind of, like, big, kind of, like, shocker that uh, the Sonic Generation soundtrack was being sold on Junsunoi.com, exclusively on there, where you can actually get a signed copy of the soundtrack from Jun himself. Mm-hmm. And also a couple of other goodies as well. However, it pretty much sold out in literally hours. Ha. Luckily, I was able to get one myself. <laughs> of course. Even though I did talk about it on, this, on the show. I don't know if any any people on the show actually went to Junsanoi.com and actually found uh, themselves a... or got themselves a copy of Sonic Generations and asked Jun to sign, the, sign it personally, but... Who knows? You know, me, myself, I sadly was not one of the first 50 people who got uh, got a chance to guess uh, a soundtrack. I was 60, though. 10 off? Eh, that's okay. So I miss out on the Sonic Adventure uh, or Sonic Generation sticker thingy, which I'm not too miffed about, really, because... I didn't have, you know, if there was like a sticker book that I would need to actually place those stickers in, yeah, I can, I can understand I would be a little miffed, but I already have a sticker book, and it's full, and I wouldn't know what to do with stickers that I wouldn't know where to stick to, so yeah, no big loss. Still getting a Crush 40, Crush 40 Junsunoi. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog pick. Guitar pick. Guitar pick. Plectrum. The pick of destiny! So, yeah. Um, moving on. Sonic comment review of Sonic Archie 232 Dark Tidings is up. Uh, done, by G- done by Jason Barry. So if you want to catch up on what's happening in the Archie Sonic comic universe, then crack on and watch, uh, listen, uh, read that review. Huzzah! Over here in the UK, game, the game uh, video game retailer store, uh, game group retailers are stocking up on a pre-order gift. Now I did see this in my own store myself. Um, where if you put down a £5 deposit, you will be able to get a free... Wrap your head around that. Free stationery pack of Mario and Sonic at the London 2012 Olympic Games. When you pre-order the 3DS version of Mario and Sonic at the London 2012 Olympic Games. Eh, I know the £5 comes directly off. You know, if you're gonna be if you're gonna be getting Mario and Sonic at the London 2012 Olympic Games on the 3DS anyway, putting put an advance payment of five pound down for it, it's okay. But um, of course, you can get it on the website, uh, the web as well, including gameplay, which is another affiliation with the Game Store Limited group. Um, but uh, they're doing it at the cheapest at twenty seven ninety nine. Uh, game and Game Station have the same price at $34.99. Typicals! Um, questions talking about Sonic 4 Episode 2 coming to PC. 
which was later to be revealed as true. Yes, Sonic 4 Episode uh, Sonic 4 Episode 2 will be coming to PC with the re- realization that Sonic 4 Episode 1 and Sonic CD have been released on Steam. So now you can waste your money and get both those versions of the games on Steam now. Huzzah! Me, personally, I'll just stick with the console versions. Thank you very much. Because I did try the demo that was also released on Steam for Sonic Generations. And my computer's just a little sluggish. Just a tiny bit. Just a wee tiny bit. Wee 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 tiny bit. Sluggish. I mean, it's good at 60 frames per second, but really, I just don't... Uh, I mean, for 60 frames per second, I need to crop the fucking screen size a little bit. So, yeah, doesn't look pretty. Does not. So, console. Console, it is. Console, good. Console, good. Good for platformer. Good for Sonic. Console, good for Sonic. Da. Um, moving on. Smash Blue Monday uh, has an energetic Sonic dubstep. Um, some kind of like dubstep song thingy done by two guys who loved, who did a Sonic song. Yay. <sighs> Boobs has been confirmed for <laughs> Mario and Sonic at the London 2012 Olympic Games. And by boobs, I mean Rouge the Bat. Yeah. Rouge the Bat is in Mario and Sonic in the London 2012 Olympic Games on 3DS. Hooray for boobs. Yeah. Anyway. Moving on. Uh, I have no I have no comment on that. I've got to leave one of these stories for last. Um, uh, you know which story I'm going to probably talk about in a little more depth. Uh... SonicMerchandise.com is was officially revealed by Sega, even though they've been their be, their operations have been going on since August September time, so so a lot longer or whatever. Um, but it's doing a fifty percent off January sales, so yeah, woohoo! And there is hopefully there is gonna be a U.S. store coming out later in the year. So look out for a U.S. version of the site coming out soon. Um, the what was it uh, a de- a, a demo of Mario and Sonic at the London 2012 Olympic Games ha- is gonna be coming out soon. And it's gonna be coming out in the uh, U.S. on the 26th. Uh, there's no. Uh, there's no confirmed date for the for a European demo. However, here in the UK, we did get the demo for uh, Resident Evil Revelations on the 3DS on the same time as the uh, US, I believe. So I would think it would probably be the same, you know, in both ways. So who knows? Uh, Archie Sonic's magazine doing Sonic 4 Episode 2 adaptation this spring. Which is quite a surprise. Um, Yuji Naka confirmed a, a Sonic movie in the works? Um, no, he didn't. He's only talking about a studio that did make the animation for Night at the Werehog. 
um, where they're probably working on something, but probably not a Sonic movie. I'm not one hundred percent sure, really. I, I'm not. I'm not too fussed about a Sonic, um, a Sonic movie. Um, if it's a Sonic short, fair enough, I can understand. But uh, a full-on movie, uh, it's hard to believe. Because we've been asking for a movie for fucking years, and uh, we have not had one. Okay, we had kinda a one, but that was a that was a two-episode OVA combined and marketed as a movie, quote quote unquote movie. So yeah, that doesn't count as a movie. You know, two OVA episodes. Two OVA anime episodes do not combine into a movie. Neither does three. Uh, oh yeah, the big thing in Steam right now is that if you purchase... Um, what was it? The, the Steam version of Sonic CD you will get DLC for Spiral Knights, which is the free MMO, I, I believe it's the free MMO uh, th- uh, game on Steam, published by Sega as well, where you can get a Metal Sonic armor, you know, kind of like Metal Sonic Knight uh, armor, and there's also another piece of DLC available, um, which is the Tails Knight where basically it's just a knight with uh, tails as two tails. Yay. Um, okay. Uh, also, a new trailer for Mario and Sonic in the London 2012 Olympic Games on the 3DS, and a some new concept art for Sonic t- uh, 4 Episode 2 was revealed, and will um, there will be more reveals in the coming... Uh, weeks every Friday. So, stay tuned. Alright, and that is pretty much it for all the Sonic news, except for one thing. The one thing that has that went happening earlier this week here on the Sonic Stadium and across the internet. On On Wednesday, on Wednesday 18th, several websites, uh, several websites uh, did a, did a kind of like protest in regards of the, uh, in regards to Sopa and Pippa, where every single website who didn't like, didn't support Sopa, Showed examples of how what would the what would their website look like, and what 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 would happen to their website if either Sopa or Pipa passed in in the Senate and would become a you know a law, and it caused quite a stir, and it got a lot of people's attention, because. Even though smaller websites like ourselves, Sonic, the Sonic Stadium, and uh, that guy with the glasses.com, 
had their kind of like uh, petition. Uh, they had their kind of like say on the whole sopa paper business. Bigger bigger websites like Wikipedia went down in protest, and that got a lot of people thinking. Of course, a lot of young kids, obviously not thinking straight, because they were didn't they didn't know what this sopa thing was all about. Ignorant bastards. But, um, no. Several people in the Senate themselves found out what what the repercussions of this un, this unbaldly un, like, totally terribly written piece of shite this bill was all about. So, and it did cause a lot of people who were for SOPA and all that, to now be against SOPA. So there you go. Um, SOPA has been shelved, but it hasn't been destroyed. It's only been shelved, so it will come back eventually. And we need to keep fighting that, and we need to keep fighting it in our way. For us, for myself... Being that I'm a UK citizen, I have no say to talk to my senator or whatever. But the best that I can do is sign a petition telling our UK government that we are not happy with what the US is trying to do. You know, what the US is trying to put into their law law system, and which will effectively affect us as well, because they will take the law into their own hands. They will government. They will govern the world with that law. And we will be in the fucking crossfire as well. And we don't want to be in the crossfire. We don't want this to have any fire whatsoever. So, that's why I don't want this to happen. I don't want this to happen because I don't want the Sonic Stadium to go. I don't want the sec- I don't want SSR to go either. Because if SOPA or PIPA pass in, their, in that format that was presented originally... We'd be gone. Sonic Sonic Stadium, the SSMB, Sega Sonic Radio, we'd all be gone. We wouldn't we would cease to exist if that was the case. Many people were thinking, oh that won't happen. It's like, no, it can happen. If Sega are stupid enough to turn their backs on us for with all the years we've supported them. For all the years we've supported them in every way, shape, or form by buying their uh, buying their merchandise, buying their games, you know, and all that, all that, this and the ne- next thing, buying their soundtracks, buying the soundtracks that they make and we love, and we love to listen to them, and we support their love by doing these shows and doing these articles and doing these videos and doing all doing all this stuff and setting up an entire fan base based based on this one franchise that we know and love and we care about they can easily turn on us if that bill passed if either of those bills passed and I don't want that to happen I don't want one legal jerk off at Sega thinking that this that you know that our website is in violation of copyright laws. Hopefully they don't have that stu- stupidity in their li- legal team. God forbid. But if it ever was the case, I don't want that to happen. 
And that's why I don't want SOPA or PIPA to be, you know, passed in the law. It's not only that, but I would also lose some of the, some of my favorite websites. That guy with the glasses.com, screwtack.com, blisterthumbs.net, all those all of my favorite sites would be gone. And I don't want that to happen either. So there. But we are doing we're doing it. We're still fighting the good fight. We're still fighting to get keep SOPA and whatnot down and whatnot. So it's shelved. Pippa is has been has been pushed back for voting, and that's close to being shelved as well. So we're on the right track, and we're gonna keep on fighting until this is all gone, until people find it in their in their mind that this these bills do not to be in do not to be they do not need to be in the legal system at all period and that's all i've got to say on that and i'm thankful that uh, dread and i'm thankful for dreadnux for taking part in that blackout and uh, you know proving a point as well on his his part and proving a part on everyone else here in, uh, as part of the TSS network you know so there you go anyway Enough about that. Enough about SOPA. We need to go go into the good stuff. And what better way to go into the good stuff is by listening to some more Crush 40 and then returning from the bowels of the darkness or hell or whatever you like to call it is Turbo Drive Interviews. And I hope you have a... It is quite a long interview, so be sure to get have something... You know, to drink and eat and whatnot, because you know you'll need to sit down and have a good listen to this. So enjoy this track from Crush Forty, which is uh, uh, "Fight the Night." I think it is. Yeah, "Fight the Night" by Crush Forty is a very short track, which is perfect because it'll lead us into uh, uh, Turbo Drive Live's interview. Yeah, you know, or the Turbo Drive live interview for the special, extra special show here on SSR. So, Crush Forty fight the night here on Turbo Drive Live, only on Sega Sonic Radio. Enjoy, and, and of course, enjoy Turbo Drive Live's interview right after this on SSR.
tuned in to Turbo Drive Live on Sega Sonic Radio. Yes! Turbo Drive Live Enter Boobs! Hey there, guys! Welcome to Turbo Drive Live Interviews here on SSR, and I'm here with uh, two very special new guys coming from the block of YouTube and many other places. And I would definitely love to get them out there and get their name spread across the word, world, whatever. And <laughs> uh, I have here. Oh, I'm uh, I'm I'm fired. Uh, my name is my name is uh, Gerard uh, Dragon Rider Khalil, and I am the completionist. Yeah, and I am Greg Wilmot, and I, I I do voices. <laughs> or the me- or. mediocreist, as uh, some. I am the mediocreist. <laughs> um, these two guys are um, obviously uh, part of a new show called The Completionist, um, which has been on uh, YouTube for uh, a few months now and uh, I've just re- recently discovered it and um, I want to really sh- uh, share you guys the listeners uh, at Turbo Drive Live uh, these guys and you know I'm going to be asking them a few questions and we're going to have a good old time a good old right. time yeah so watch, uh, watch our show yes <laughs> plug plug so yeah um so yeah, I, I might as well just get get over and uh, get the kind of like generic questions out of the door for you both. Yeah, well, let's, guys. let's do it, man. Let's, let's do start it. with yeah. ASL. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's start with first. Basically, uh, before the completionness, what were you guys uh, doing beforehand? Uh, well, um. We we both just graduated recently uh, from college. Um, oh my god, their dogs barking is going to ruin this. Um, oh, well, I can't hear can... them, so that's fine. Okay, good. I feel better now. Then. Um, so we just we both of us just graduated from uh, from our respective school of uh, California State University of Fullerton, and uh, uh, Greg comes with a theater background, and uh, I, I have one as well. But I also uh, I majored primarily in a uh, film, and uh, prior to the completionist, uh, I've been making YouTube shows for probably I'd say. Three years now, three or four years, and uh, look up Gerard's big date. <laughs> Gerard's big date. That's gonna be my. Uh, that, that's your first video to look at, people. <laughs> <laughs> Gerard's big date and and the house gods. Those are those are where it all started. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, I've I've gone through several web shows, and uh, Greg actually we met in college, uh, like I said, and he's mm-hmm. been um, doing voiceover work uh, as my announcer for a majority of my shows. And uh, when I wrote The Completionist, um, I got inspired from guys like Ego Raptor, uh, John Tron, who's a p- personal friend of mine, and uh, also uh, obviously AVGN. And uh, uh, I asked Greg to come in and, and take a look at the first episode, and he had a grand old time looking at it. And, you know, two and two made four, and that's kind of how we started. Yeah, yeah. I, I was brought in to kind of consult because uh, it was. What he had was kind of missing something, so it's like, well, you know, we could uh, we could throw in a joke here, a joke there, and uh, oh yeah, I'll, I'll introduce this with this voice and whatever, and it all just kind of uh, came to be that way. But I mean, uh, I've I've always wanted to do voiceovers, and I've 
always had the talent of being able to do weird, stupid, completely useless voiceovers. <laughs> so hopefully, maybe now I can, you know, get get paid for it. That that'd be nice. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm a I, I'm an entertainer. You know, I uh, I'm a musician. I do voiceovers. I act. I do film. You know, basically the stuff that generally doesn't make much money. <laughs> well, I've been doing this uh, live cast podcast uh, dealio for the past five years, and I haven't seen a single penny coming out for oh. that. So oh, I can definitely fall into that in. boat there. Um, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, Greg. Uh, of course, you you've done obviously um, you know obviously your uh, coursework for college doing voiceover you know mainly acting and all that uh right. any any kind of like notable kind of like um like uh, roles that uh, you're willing to talk about have you done like um uh, i know i know many many uh, inspiring kind of like voice actors who start off s- small do like flash animations and stuff like that or provide uh-huh. for flash animations have you done anything like that um i can't you know I'm trying to think back to like the earliest thing that we did, and it would probably be like with my brother with an old program, the first version of Fruity Loops. Have you ever heard of that? <laughs> oh yeah, Fruity oh Loops. Fruity Loops. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When that first came out, um, we decided to make a song with just my voice, um, which seemed like a really cool idea. And it's just I listen to it now, and it's this this stupid, ridiculous thing. But I think that's the first time that I ever heard my voice on tape and i was like yeah i i want to do more of that <laughs> so i think that's probably the the earliest thing uh, i can think back to i mean i've tr- i've tried doing uh voices before but i failed miserably in the past uh, so uh so yeah i just spout utter rubbish nowadays so uh that's yeah it, it's it's one of those things where you can be sitting in a room talking to people and you think you're the most interesting person in the world but then you listen to it recorded and you're like Damn, I'm friggin' boring. <laughs> I know. I I listen to myself so many times, and it's <laughs> never, never, uh, it's never, um, never, never, never an exciting moment. I was gonna say yeah, never it, a dull it, moment, but uh, I'm already. It dull. requires it a few takes. Yes. It is. <laughs> um, I always do it live. Do it live. Um, yeah, that's right. So uh, with both of you, um, of course, you've obviously uh, played video games either from kind of like a casual point or hardcore point. Um, how's, um, you know, how long have you played video games or, you know, how, how much experience has, have you kind of like dealt with, uh, uh, video games in general? I think I'll let Gerard talk for 45 minutes now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, you have no, you have nothing about video games at all, Greg? No, no, I do, but I think he's he's got more. That's what I'm <laughs> well, it's 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 both of you here, so equally, you know, you can have say, even though if yours is only like th- thirty seconds, that's fine. You know, <laughs> uh, of course, right. Jared, do you want to? Uh... Yeah, um, you know, my first game I ever played, obviously, was Mario Brothers. Um, I was three years old, and uh, my family uh, wasn't well off at the time, and we had this gigantic tube TV. Um, in an old nest just on the floor and literally my dad, he'd take me to work and then when I got home, I was glued to Mario Brothers and um, literally at the age of three and that's kind of how it started and the next thing I know, I've got a Super Nintendo and I've got you know Mario World and Link to the Past and the next thing you know, I have a, a Nintendo 64 and then I've got you know Ocarina of Time and 
you know, and uh, slowly but surely I looked around and I just kind of realized, wow, I really love video games and I've got, you know, all these awesome games and, uh, <laughs> getting a job in high school slash college was not good for me because it's like, now I've got money and now I can indulge. <laughs> I, can <laughs> I, can de- go- I can definitely understand that. <laughs> I mean, uh, I think the worst case for myself is going to the arcade and pl- uh, putting in, uh, a hundred pounds sterling into ghost uh, ghost squad oh ghost squad yeah uh, so i and i was i was boss at that game back in the day <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm terrible now but uh back in the day man <laughs> all that all that money going into that machine all all washed away so so yeah uh so i understand that of course yeah um, and, and you know it really um you know i i, I it's funny um I dated a girl for four years in high school, and uh, one of the reasons one of the reasons why we broke up was because uh, I was playing Dance Dance Revolution too much, um, and she really like it was always one of those things where it was like why why don't you pay attention to me because you, you know I'm important why why aren't you and it's like well I'm I'm dancing you know I I got to get the high score I got to get all those- you don't have a screen attached to your face. <laughs> Um, and you know, so I, I guess it was, it was at that point that I kind of realized like, wow, you know, video games, um, they have such an awesome story and they, you know, we have so much wrong in the world that they just do such a great job at pulling you in for just, you know, those 15 minutes that are right there. Um, or to, four hours or four hours, what you're playing. or 40 or some, hours or 40 yeah. or, or if you're like me, 148 hours on final fantasy 13, <laughs> um, oh, <dear. laughs> <laughs> yes, I. My girlfriend's so supportive of me. I'm so lucky. I literally, I got Final Fantasy 13. I turned to her and I go, "You have to let me go for a month. Like, <laughs> you have to let. You have to just let me play this game for one month. And I promise, I'll take you on dates. We'll do all kinds of stuff. But one month for Final Fantasy 13. Well, thank God uh, she didn't get you Skyrim. <laughs> You'll be gone forever. <laughs> it's like you just have to simply just say sorry. You have to let me go. <laughs> for the whole year <laughs> um, but yeah, I, like, I have seen that uh, especially where I work so <laughs> it's like the, the, the many miserable faces <laughs> um, so, so yeah Greg, Greg take it away what do you got uh, yeah well I think uh, the earliest games that I ever played was uh, my brother got a Game Boy back when we were uh, kids, and uh, I think the game that I played the most was Chase HQ, which was this little car-chasing game. Oh, oh yes. I... Oh, yeah, you remember that? Uh, well, I, I know the arcade version, of course. Okay, uh, yeah, it it had uh, this cool old music, which is why I think I played it the most, is because it had it... It had really cool music, but then when it came to the siren part, when like you're actually trying to take down the car, I'd be like, screw this game, I don't play anymore, I just want to listen to music. But, uh, and, and that was like, you know, my, my brother played a lot more video games than I did. So I got used to, I think I'd talk about this in the mediocreist episode, which you should all check out, by the way. Of course. Is, uh, which, which, my, which, uh, we, I will tell you, it won't be on the channel that we will be promoting in this interview. It's not on there yet. Yeah, it yes. will be there soon. So. Yeah, You've but actually, sure. by the time this airs, I think it should be, should be good. Oh, well, I that's think. good then. Yeah, so it, it will be on the channel by the time this airs, so we're good. <laughs> yeah. More, more yeah. details later. Yeah. <laughs> right. um, so yeah, my brother would play video games, and uh, I would watch him play. So I got more into, like, I really enjoyed video games, 
but not necessarily playing them. It was it was sort of like watching a TV show that you could change the outcome of. So that's how I grew up, and then I, I got into video games more probably in uh, like middle school and then high school. I started playing WoW, and I was... And I was sucked in for like <laughs> oh, dear. five years. The, the, the wild tornado. You were sucked yeah. in so easily. Like yeah. six million of us. Uh, yep. Yeah, that's I got I got the. Uh, I think it's more than that now. Thanks. I think I think it's actually dropped now, considering that League of Legends has kind of dethroned uh, World of Warcraft. Now it's interesting. Yeah, it has been getting that. But yeah, um, yeah. Of course, that's again money. Gone down the toilet for registration. Uh, like, yep. Yeah. Uh, I do not want to calculate that monthly subscription. <laughs> I don't even want to think about uh, it. <laughs> so yeah. Um, well, let's get let's get to the show itself. Uh, the completionist. Um, of course, it was. Uh, uh, when was it formed officially? Was it September? Was it? It was uh, the last, uh, the second or last day of September. Yeah. Uh, the the first episode actually, I it took me about six weeks to design the infrastructure of. The completionist, um, you know, and and the first episode actually was probably our people will argue a lot. And there's actually flame wars on our, on the YouTube page to this day. Yeah, uh, well, well uh, with many many of the videos that you have, uh, yeah. you know, on review, there are a lot of people debating this, that, and the next thing. Especially yeah. um, your top ten one. Uh, oh yeah, the, that was the first <laughs> top ten that you have, which, which we'll go into in a minute, uh, you know, later on. Yeah, uh, yeah. but yeah, I can under. I, any anywhere in the internet, if there's a video saying comparing this, that, or the next thing, or talking about this, that, and the next thing, someone will bring up a point, and they will never shut up about it. <laughs> Welcome to the internet. Yes. <laughs> yep. Population, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, I mean, Mega Man, uh, Mega Man X was our first episode, and um, you know, when I first came up with the show, I really wanted uh, originally. The show idea was was the completionist was not just the completionist. It was uh, me and my friend Zan Alda, um, you know, who's a very good friend of mine. He he games a lot, and he and I wanted to do like a a duo, you know, kind of buddy comedy kind of show about video games. And uh, it all kind of started after uh, um, John Tron and uh, Ego Raptor. I, I I held a live stream at my house, and the two of them were there, and I got to meet Ego and uh, and. Um, Ego is just such a fun guy to be around and he's so, he's so inspiring and his videos are so funny and um, he and I were talking about video games and, and I asked him, you know, what's your favorite video game of all time? And he said, Mega Man X. And I said, that's mine. And we just started joking around and we came up with jokes about it and it was so much fun and, you know, a couple days went by and I said, you know what, I, I think I know what I want to do. I want to give this show a shot. So I went to Zan and I said, Zan, let's do a show together. I have an idea. We can be called The Completionists or whatever it may be. And Zan was like, yeah, I'm not really a completionist. That's not my style of gaming. And I kind of said, well, well, that's my style of gaming, and I and I want to do a show that reflects who I am, and and you know, and I, that's kind of what, you know, that's how I like games. I, I love to beat them 100% through and and talk about them with people who. You I know, believe it was me who originally said Gerard likes to rape video games. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is one of the first things that you actually hear in the first episode. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um. So the first episode came out and. Uh, Fortunately enough, uh, you know, Peanut Butter Gamer, uh, John Tron, and Ego Raptor, uh, they bo- all three of them loved it, and you know, they posted on their Facebook and Twitter. And the next thing you know, uh, you know, my channel went from having a couple hundred subs to I think about almost two thousand in a matter of two days. That is um, 
and I, I couldn't believe it. It was like overnight, like boom, you know, my video had, you know, 20,000 hits in almost a month. And I, I couldn't believe it, you know, especially because after I, you know, I produced, as I said, I've produced web shows in the past that don't even break a thousand. So it was really cool to kind of see, you know, the work pull off and come through. So anything else you want to add, Greg? <laughs> uh, I just want to say you're welcome. <laughs> That because is true. You did, if you, you did uh, contribute to the show, of course. Oh, yeah. Greg, <laughs> yeah. Greg is a crucial part of the process now. <laughs> I, I remember uh, you came to me and uh, another one of our friends, Frazier, with the idea for roughly the same kind of uh, you know, a video game show. And uh, we had our input. And uh, at the end of the day, Gerard was like, Nah, that's not what I want to do. <laughs> and uh, and kind of booted us out so that it was going to be a, a him thing. And then, you know, the day before the episode was finished, he kind of brought me in and we, we knocked the thing out. Well, so. a lot of it too, Greg, was that, um, you know, uh, my friend Michael Berdy, who's uh, he's belated media on YouTube. He does video uh, movie film reviews. And he and I have done several web shows together, whether it be producing, writing, directing, that whole thing. And uh, one thing that he told me was there's nothing better than, you know, going from a collaborative process to a singularity process, which means that, you know, before Michael and I worked together, uh, he was working with other people. And then with me, he and I were working together. And then he just did his show on his own. And he had such a great time. And it was all him, no censoring, just whatever he was on his own. And I, and I admired that. And pre And after... Michael and I kind of split ways. I, I started the Now You're Man the Cooking Show, which is a whole other monster that uh, I tackled with my friend Jimmy. And Greg was a part of that as well. And and that show had a lot of ups and downs, mostly controversial ups and, and controversial downs. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, it was about that time where I knew, like, this is – I think this is a time where I need to do something on my own. Um and and kind of pulling Greg in the last minute, I think I still kind of consider, in a way, no offense, Greg, I kind of still co- consider the show to kind of be about the completionist of games, and that's kind of what I wanted. It's about my style of gaming, and Greg kind of acts as a a pseudo narrator and and you know transitioner for you know a majority of the content that comes throughout the show. So which works? Yeah, I, I do work. I do something. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> well, you got you got you have uh, the humor side of uh, the show. Uh, along with uh, Gerard, in perfect sync. So you are doing something good for the show. So I can easily say that. But, but what about that one guy who commented on our video and said he didn't like my voice? <laughs> what about that one guy? That well, one... he can go to the moon! <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, yeah, with um, um, the show being... I wouldn't say kind of like uh, complicated or anything. I mean, what's the kind of uh, kind of like uh, you know certain certain time frame for uh, uh, an episode of the completionist? So what 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 do you see? Um, you know the kind of like time frame of from playing a game, having a script r- written out, and getting all recorded and done and pushed out and published. One um, week. One week exactly. Uh, every episode that we've done and that we're continuing to do, um, everyone, everyone, uh, how I used to do shows was I would build a gigantic archive and then release an episode a week, which was easy but hard at the same time. And it kind of got stale. A lot of the jokes became outdated. And so for this show, you know, we did Mega Man X, and I, I remember I always tell this to Greg, and I turned to Greg after we did Mega Man X, and I, I turned to him and I go, We have to make another episode. 
Mm-hmm. And I started freaking out. Like, we have another episode to do. We have one week to do another episode. And Greg was like, all right, let's do it. So that weekend after Mega Man X was done, I immediately jumped into uh, Secret of Mana, which is basically a 30, 40-hour-plus game for a Super Nintendo game at the time. And yeah. it's got co-op and um, one of my favorite games for sure. And that's why we were able to work with it so well. Um, but – uh, Luckily, yeah, so you've raped it multiple times before. So. <laughs> it was um, a breeze. It was a breeze for as um, how how hard I thought it was going to be. Um, but yeah, usually the weekends uh, after the episode goes up, um, I pick the game based on the comments and what Greg and I have between our libraries. And uh, I take the weekend to play it and capture all the footage. And then uh, between sometime between Monday and Tuesday – um, Greg and I will uh, get together. We'll grab lunch and we'll start talking about the episode, about the game, and then you know we'll start writing it together. And uh, you know, generally speaking, I'll write the episode um, in terms of all the technical points and the real story and structure of everything I want in there. And then Greg will kind of come back and look at it and he'll say that's not funny. That that's it. That's <laughs> not funny at all. And then he'll he'll add his his jokes and then boom, it's gold. So. <laughs> The old, I reject your reality and substitute my own. <laughs> the perfect formula. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, with that, I mean, what's... Uh, now, of course, Secret of Mana, you said there, obviously, it's like a 30 and 40 hour game. And I would think that, you know, that kind of like style, of, like RPGs particularly, is a very hard uh, kind of like uh, genre to kind of like work into a, a completionist episode oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh what how you know out of the game out of the games that you've re- reviewed so far what has been the hardest to kind of like uh to put together and put put online i uh, know the answer go ahead greg that was super meat boy <laughs> <laughs> um yeah super super meat boy uh was the most challenging of them all because um one i never played meat boy um and it's funny because no one ever asked this, but if you look at our YouTube channel, um, all of it's – I should write a key for this. But if you look at the the thumbnails for every video, um, they're either uh, two color, three colors. Uh, they're either blue, uh, purple, or green. Uh, blue is a review of a game that I've played in the past and I know everything about it. Um, purple means I've never played the game before. Um, which is a blind review, you know, jumping in to never playing this game before prior to the research, nothing, just kind of accepting what the game is from the get-go. And then green refers to top tens um, and, you know, any kind of, of lists that we do uh, outside of the completionist uh, oh, yeah. realm. Yeah, um, you want to know something funny? What's that? <laughs> I did not know that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're, 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 you're joining... You can join on my train because I didn't know that either. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, no one did, and that's kind of my fault. Um, as as we started getting to branding with uh, Carlos, who's not here, he does all of our artwork for our yeah. episodes. Um, all the he and I cards can... and stuff like that. So, it's, yeah, which, which yeah, are cool, by the way. Oh man, they're so cool. Every week, I'm like, okay, I had this idea, and he goes, okay, and he comes back, and it's like he made the Mona Lisa, and I'm like, how did you do that? I I don't how. A couple days ago, how did you do that? It's amazing. The um, Mona Gerard. The Mona Gerard. The Mona Beard. <laughs> the Mona Beard. <laughs> Mona Beard. <laughs> Mona Beard. <laughs> um, so uh, Meat Boy was the hardest because, um, you know, actually how Meat Boy came to be was very interesting. Um, I'm a very big uh, live streamer. Um, I love interactions with fans. You know, I, people will email me comments, and I'm probably the one YouTuber in the world that actually 
like reads every single comment and responds if it needs it. Um, and I watch I, it. Like I mean, a, I know a lot of people, um, even even uh, like Spoonie One, you know, Linkar, all, all those kind of like guys that I watch on a on a weekly basis, and they're always busy. They're always busy. They can't respond to everyone. But no, you've outdone what other popular guys have never had the time to do is just <laughs> take time to see, okay, who's saying this? And it's like, ooh, that's a cool one. I want to respond to that. You yeah, know? yeah. I, I think the most important thing is that when you know, I always say leave a positive or negative comment in the boxes below. And it's not that I want to take on the trolls or the haters or that kind of thing. It's that if you generally don't like my show, I want to hear your complaint as normally as I can so we can have an actual conversation about it. If you're trolling, you're trolling GTFO, whatever. Do what you yeah. got to do. But um, and, and I, I really actually enjoy doing that because I want to see what people have to say. If it's a legitimate complaint, then, you know, I'll address it. You know, OK, that I understand what, that. But at the same time, these people have to realize that if I listen to every single thing, suggestion that everyone says, like, oh, get rid of Greg or, oh, change the way that you talk about this, blah, 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 then it's not my show anymore. Um, it's I'm, I'm not doing it. The fans are doing it. And so um, – I think that you know I do take that time because I think it's important to know that hey I you know I I won't put up with you know with the BS of of bad mouthing for no reason if it's legitimate then I accept it so um but kind of with along the long same lines that we did a I'm a big live streamer I interact with my fans uh playing games a lot of people are always you know they think that I'm using a game shark or a game genie or you know that I'm I'm actually cheating my way through most of these games and. Not, I don't. I play these games in exactly one week or less, and uh, Meat Boy was no exception. And a fan of mine um, was obsessed with uh, my Banjo-Kazooie episode. In fact, that's I would say um, that's our most popular uh, because it's, of... it's probably the most quotable as well. Bears. <laughs> Bears. <laughs> Bears. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, he I, – I was talking to the fans and a lot of them were saying, you know, Gerard, are you working on expanding? Are you doing more episodes? What They were asking me and I go, well, to be honest, guys, like I'm new to this. You know, I'm not used to a show picking up so well and one of my fans was like – you know, I, I jokingly was like, you know, go out and tell your favorite YouTubers, tweet at them, message them, harass them on Facebook, do what you can and get their attention. And then five minutes later, a fan goes, hey, so Edmund McMillan, the creator of Super Meat Boy, wants you to play Super Meat Boy. And I just was like, OK, yeah, no, you're, you're, that's that's a good joke. I appreciate that. Jo- it was a good laugh. And then I look at Twitter and it was like Edmund McMillan just tweeted at you. And I look and he's like, hey, uh, why don't you play Meat Boy? And I, I called up Greg and I'm like. Hey, so <laughs> we're gonna play Super Meat Boy, and Greg's like, "Never heard of it. Sounds fun." And I go, "No, no, we're we're playing Super Freaking Meat Boy. <laughs> like, I I've never played the game, but it has a notorious reputation for not being a fair game. It's pretty tough." Um, and so literally, uh, I remember I was playing through the game, and my brother was watching me. He leans over and goes, "So Gerard, uh, what happens if you don't beat the game?" And I look back at him and I go, I, I have to beat the game. I'm I'm the completionist. <laughs> you have to imagine all the epic music in the background. While yes, all this is happening. I I I I think I've got the 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 sound uh, musical cue from Shadow of the Colossus in my head. Yeah, <laughs> 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 right there. It's like it's like no, I have to complete it. It <laughs> is my destiny. <laughs> I can I can easily see it. <laughs> see yeah. that moment right there. Yeah, and I think the completion of that episode is my favorite too because we get to introduce Greg as the mediocreist. Like, I, yeah, 
that was such a fun time seeing Greg. Like, what if Greg took over the show and what how he would do it? I think it was so awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I can something... easily. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, oh we we just kind of came up. If I'm remembering correctly, I think we just kind of came up with that on the fly. Like the whole joke was, yeah, you're gonna die because of the end of this, but. What if I come in and just kind of take over the show? <laughs> in two hours, no less. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. <laughs> what happened in those two hours? No one ever will know. <laughs> true. But yeah, uh, speaking of jokes, obviously, um, the, big, the big emphasis in the show is the jokes. And what have been uh, both, uh, both you, Gerard, and uh, Greg... Uh, what has been your favorite joke so far that's been uh, produced? Uh, well, I, I think I'm going to have to say the one that was most fun to create was really just us yelling, and that's the one in the uh, Secret of Mana episode <laughs> where uh, where the AI was just so bad. Like uh, Gerard was showing me the footage that he had of the person just getting stuck and not fighting the right thing, and I was just like, why don't we just be so incredibly frustrated with this that we can no longer form words. <laughs> and of course, comedy rule of threes, you know, had to do it three times. Then that last one of just just us yelling, even watching it now, you know, I, I feel bad for laughing at myself, but man, I, I finally got some ab exercise on that night. Oh man, we were laughing so hard. My brother had to come in the room and say like, shut up because we were laughing so like, hard. What the hell's going on in there? And then we showed him and then he joined in the laughter. Uh, yeah. And and I think that what, what I always listen to that joke specifically on that episode because um, Greg and I, like we're, we, we work so great together and you can just hear and understand where we are going like clockwork with each build it's like every, we didn't plan it out it's just like all right let's just see what happens and like yeah. literally like we just we blended it so nicely and just that end beat of the first joke where greg set the like, screams and i just say oh my god right afterwards it gets me every time just because like oh man it just it was so well formulated yeah yeah v- very timed perfectly i would think Definitely. yeah a, a lot of uh, a lot of my favorite bits are the ones that are just improv where we'll write a joke and then I'll just be recording, recording, and then there'll be dead air for a bit, and then you know I'll just throw something in. You want candy? You know something like that. <laughs> that uh, it's like, oh, you know, let's let's put that in. Or, yeah. uh, but or then there's also the really well crafted ones, or at least what I would consider a well crafted <laughs> one, like uh, uh, Nico the price gouging cat. Oh where, yes. You know, not only did we just you know have a one liner or something, but we crafted like this one minute little short of creating a character creating the character's voice creating other people to interact with them yeah <laughs> yeah those ones are fun um i think too uh the the ones that involve um greg and i acting as characters on screen always crack me up for instance uh in this case uh we obviously talked about nico the price gouging cat um in sonic when uh Greg is Tails and I'm Sonic and I'm trying oh, yeah. to I'm trying to get Greg to lift me up and he can't do it. <laughs> um, just any of those moments where you know we punch into the actual characters of the game and analyze what they're doing. I just think it's those are my favorite bits. I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, one of my, one of my personal favorites, obviously, yeah, from the whole shouting thing. I always love the argument with um, uh, you two arguing who what a character if if it's a boy or a girl. 
and oh, I yeah. piss myself laughing. And it's I keep a quoting. Boy! <laughs> yeah, I keep pissing, uh, pissing, pissing, laughing every time you're kind of like having that argument and whatnot with uh, a character, <laughs> and it's fa- fantastic. Um, uh, with um, the kind of like videos, I mean, has there any with the videos that are out? Has there ever been kind of like a doubt in your mind? Oh, I should have changed that or whatever. Um, or you kind of like miss something that you, oh, I wish I could put that in now, you know, or edit uh, a certain video to a better taste or whatever. Have you have have you had any of those thoughts recently? Um, you know, I think I think we're usually pretty happy with whatever we put out. We haven't really had any regrets with. Uh, with anything i mean other than um like in the first few episodes uh we we swore a lot and then we decided we should probably take that out because you know youtube yeah you know i i think that that. um you know it's funny because i greg is such a great support system when it comes to the show because you know we'll we'll sit down for hours we'll skype or whatever we'll we'll write a script we'll come up with bits and in the back of my mind, I'm just so like, I don't know if this is going to work. I don't know if it's funny. And Greg's always like, no, we're good. And I go, I don't know. And he goes, Gerard, we're good. And I go, <laughs> okay. So then, you know, how it works is I build the timeline. I, I basically uh, edit it about 100% through except for the audio. I send the audio track to Greg, and then Greg has a great ear with music and stuff. He balances the audio and sends it back. And my first response to Greg is, what do you think? And Greg always goes, it's good. <laughs> and depending on how he says it's good makes me really excited or I get nervous. And no matter what – but the thing is, the truth is, is no, every time he said it, it was gold. And I never understood why he would always be like, it's good. Because sometimes he would be like, oh, it's awesome. And then, oh, yeah, this one's good. Like every, he, no matter what, it always reassured me that we're doing a good job. And uh, you know, I don't think there's ever been a moment in the in the show where we've been like – I don't know if that joke would have worked or, oh, we should have come up with that one. I think the biggest one, Greg already said it, was um, the swearing. Um, and yeah. we, we, again, a lot of people will debate with us till this day um, that Mega Man X was our deepest and darkest episode uh, to start out on because we have a lot of rape jokes and um, – <laughs> We have a lot of, you know, you know, F bombs. Mega, uh, Mega Man kills everyone, you know. Yeah, and, death, yeah, and, and, and a I lot believe of, the name of the episode is Mega Man X kills everyone and their families. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you know, uh, in recent debates, people people are getting really upset at the fact that I used a rape joke and that kind of thing, and it and people are like, rape's never okay. Is it acceptable? And blah blah blah. And I go, listen, this is what it comes down to. It. It's not the thing is is that I'm taking something out of proportion and and or you know something that's very serious and blowing it out of proportion and it's making and it makes it funny because of how unrealistic the circumstances are and a lot of people find that distasteful a lot of people don't think it's good and I go well you know what it's a video game like this is a show about video games and if we took anything seriously from any of the video games we played there'd be a lot more problems in the world than you know me making a rape joke there'd be cars getting stolen every 5 seconds people getting shot every 5 seconds people thinking that mushrooms make you grow up every 5 seconds like you know these elements would become a real problem and people should understand like okay this joke, you know, makes sense. This joke doesn't make sense, and we get it. And so, the the most of the feedback that we got was, um, the swearing was too much. And I thought about it, and I I, I thought about it with Greg, and we looked at, you know, 
Eagle Raptor and John, and I kind of realized like swearing was not my thing. A lot of people were saying the jokes seem forced, and I looked at it and I go, Greg, the jokes don't seem forced, do they? And Greg says, No, they they don't seem forced at all. And we thought about it, and it it was the swearing that made it seem forced. Um, and so once we chopped out the swearing by episode three, Tony Hawk was the last time we ever swore. Um, and I think it's because uh, old man snitches uh, soiled his pants. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was the last, the last real swear word we ever used. And um, you know, I actually, think it's it's been fun because it's kind of a challenge to get through an episode without cursing, especially with you know the more frustrating games. Oh yeah. So to think about other ways that we can, you know, express how frustrated we are, you know, that, well, yeah. I think a that's sim- that's more entertaining. Would right. simply do it, but uh, yeah, yeah. but no, I I can easily understand that sometimes uh, there's a time where swearing works and then sometimes it doesn't work, and I can easily underst- understand with the formula of uh, uh, the completionist, it's not something that kind of like fits into the show, really. Yeah, um, yeah. Which is but understand, and uh, it's good that you guys realize that, and that's it's cool that you kind of like carry on with that so yeah and people ask why didn't we why didn't we re-edit it why didn't we change it because you know we had to change channels and um we switched to that one video gamer and uh people asked like oh you didn't change anything from Mega Man x and i go no because i want people to see where we started there was a specific reason as to why we made those jokes and you know that kind of stuff you know we, we really um you know we we understand where we came from but we don't want to change it because if we change it, then it's not what the show is about. At one point, the show was this way, and now it's transformed uh, dramatically and in a good way, I think. Yeah, and I think uh, the reason why that was probably a darker episode is because the last thing that we had really worked on was the Man Show, which uh, there's a lot of dark humor in that. Yeah, the, the Man Show. I, I saw is... one. I saw one episode. It was the one with the puppet. And, yeah, that, that uh, yeah. was our. That was the best one. That was our yeah. best one. That was the most cleanest of of them all. <laughs> of humor. Even with the uh, puppet the pu- rape. The puppet rape. That's right. We had puppet rape. Um, but you know what? I think the Man Show. I think the the biggest thing was that uh, we were writing a lot of the humor we came up with uh, in the early stages of uh, creation of the show was that it the humor was taken a lot from 4chan memes and uh, Wikipedia memes and and YouTube memes and as we were writing the show, it kind of transformed into something that wasn't our own. And so when you look at the earlier episodes, like they were incredibly dark, and we even had um, a woman activist group come after me and Jimmy for, um, you know, for creating you know, quote unquote such a bad and offensive show. Um, but along the same lines as to why Mega Man X was the way it was was because it was taking you know that idea of this is so ridiculous. It's it's obviously fake and funny. Yeah, we were just pushing the envelope a bit, you know. Yeah, and it's everyone does. Everyone yeah, pushes the that, envelope every time. Exactly. People want to see what, what happens next when you push the envelope, and we were doing that. Yeah. Um. So that's why it kind of came out that way. But you know what? Again, I, I no regrets on Mega Man X. I said every joke the way I wanted to because there was a reason why we came up with it. And if people were offended, then they're offended. But yep. if, yeah. if you think you're offended, then go, why don't you go ahead and Google search boobs or. <laughs> You know, if you're whatever you want, <laughs> Google Google search anything that's offensive, and it'll pop up. And boobs are very offensive, by the way. I'm very offended by boobs. I can tell. <laughs> boobs make me so angry. <laughs> um, so I think there there are much much worse things than Mega Man X killing everyone in your yeah. family. Yeah, yeah, like boobs. <laughs> Brilliant. 
We, we now have a new it, uh, enemy on the internet. It is known as boobs. <laughs> but yeah, boobs that's, a, that's hilarious. Um, so yeah, with um, the sh- uh, with the show um, being uh, you know completing games and whatnot, what's the perfect kind of like uh, games to have on the show? Is it games that are easy to complete, or games that have a decent challenge, or um, or or even you know a game that really doesn't have that much challenge, but it's got a good a lot of good material to ha- kind of like work jokes in with it. Um, I think you know. it's really a, it's a a good variety because when I'm writing jokes for the show, um, we pull them from everywhere. Like if it's something that's actually in the game, or something around the time that the game was created, or the genre. So uh, I really think anything works, providing that Gerard can finish it on time. <laughs> that's... Well, I, I think in, as an example, you know, uh, Legend of Zelda, um, Legend of Link, uh, as Zelda to the Past, that episode, um, we had a joke about E.T. Um, and how, uh, you know, the guy looks like E.T. We made a joke about it. And um, it goes to show that we don't have any limits in regards to the humor. You know, if... If there's an obscure joke, uh, even uh, the mediocreist, Greg had a what was the Greg joke? John Cage's four four thirty three four thirty three, which is four minutes and thirty three seconds of nothing but silence, um, as a song. And that joke of how who, who the hell references that in a video game review? <laughs> exactly uh, the the obscurity <laughs> of the joke. But you know what? What's great about that is that people are like, what the hell is four thirty three? They click on the link and they instantly understand what we were doing with that humor. Um, and so we really try to, uh, you know, there's really no limits to, in terms of jokes, um, in terms of where we pull it from. And, and really, uh, I think, I think that in terms of variety, um, as long as the game has content to make fun of, you know, I think that even the games that I love the most, like I poke a lot of fun at Mega Man X, my favorite game of all time. I poke a lot of fun at it because it's that kind of fun that makes you remember why we play games. Um, I guarantee now anyone who plays Secret of Mana will never forget about Nico, the price gouging cat. I, I believe so. <laughs> yeah, because that's such a real element. You know, you're in, you're about to fight the boss of the game, or you're moving in, you know, to a certain area, and that cat shows up, and he's like, "Hey, you can spend all your money on fairy walnuts, or you can walk three miles back to the dragon and try and spend and save money." And obviously, you have no choice to. And um, give me your money. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think that um, the games themselves provide so much humor um, from how unrealistic they are that we're able to kind of try and transcribe them into reality, which makes them fun. That's brilliant. Um, so yeah, um, I've totally lost my place now, <laughs> which is typical of me. It's like even on a recorded show, yeah, I totally lose it. Um, <laughs> with um, with the show, I mean. With, with yourselves per, uh, personally, what console do you think uh, you've enjoyed the most playing from, and what what team seems to be your personal favorite games from that system? Uh, I mean, Greg, if you if you want, if you do have any kind of like faves from a certain console, you can say that if you want. Yeah, I mean. Uh... I had never really owned a console up until uh, Dreamcast. And that's the first one that I got, that I asked for for Christmas, and I was able to get. And the first game that I had 
was uh, Sonic Adventure. Actually, wait, no, I had something else. I had uh, it was like four by four evolution. It was this this really bad racing game, but they had the demo disc, and it had Sonic Adventure on there. And I played that first level like hundreds of times on the demo disc. And I was like, wait, why don't I just buy this game? So I think probably my favorite game would be Sonic Adventure 1 for the Dreamcast. I think I put the most fun time into it, not frustration time. I was able to sit down, play a level, and just keep going. And uh, yeah, I think, Even that, I think that's one for me. Even though it had Big the Cat in it. Oh, Big the Cat. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, that was the cats. I... Yes, <laughs> everyone everyone loves him and everyone hates him equally. Yeah, yeah, that was. I would always leave those levels until last. Yeah. I would finish Everybody everything does. in the area. And uh, I was like, I didn't buy Sega Bass Fishing. Gerard, what 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 console and games were you kind of like more fond to? In your... um, you, you know, I, I think if it's not obvious by now, I think that it's definitely fair to say the Super Nintendo had some of the most genius game designs ever just because of the limitations of the system. I mean, you know, Final Fantasy VI, I, I'd arguably would say, uh, is a tie between uh, that and Mega Man X and my favorite games because there's so much gameplay out of a Super Nintendo game. That game... 60, 70 hours plus worth of getting the content and World Two, uh, the Dark World, and Kafka as a villain, and you know a cast of characters. You've got, you've got a game that's limited to the to the hardware that's able to bring so much to the table. And a lot of the games on the Super Nintendo that did that were always my favorite. You know, Mega Man X, Secret of Mana, um, any of the Mario games that were redone. You know, they just there's something about them with with their 16-bit music and. And, you know, the limited graphics, they're able to paint these gigantic, you know, pieces of art from it. And I think that that's something that a lot of the game developers of today forgot about. Um, you know, a lot of the a lot of the stuff now is about graphics and, and, and muscles and bronze and guns and, and grenades and, you know, headshots and online yeah, play. I could, and it, I could definitely agree with that, that the, the industry as a whole has just focused on gunplay. As yeah, and the, the you know, I feel enjoyment. I feel bad for the kids of today. You know, it's like when I was a kid, Super Mario World, you know, Sonic Three and Knuckles, those were the games that we remember as today as ultimate classics. And then I, you know, nowadays I can't even believe I'm going to say this, but nowadays the classics of today are Modern Warfare yeah. and you know, like, and Halo you know, and Halo, World and- of Warcraft, like. Those are the games that people are going to be like, you know, back in my day, I played those games, and I'm going. I remember when the Kinect first came out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Kinect Sports too. <laughs> Kinect Sports. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I I could de- I could definitely uh, see the kind of like uh, dismay of how this generation of gamers, of of kids anyway, is yeah. gonna be looking back. 10, 15, 20 years from now saying, oh, I remember back in the day when I was shooting noobs in Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 and I was like, oh, god damn it. Yeah. And and all odds for you know, 50 something will go, you shut up. <laughs> shut <laughs> up. I grew up eating mushrooms, kid. <laughs> I, was co- I was collecting That's... rings and going through Chaos Emeralds and all that shit. That's yeah, right. <laughs> I, I used to be a golden man, damn it. <laughs> a golden man. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um, 
so yeah, Super Nintendo. Ah, of course. Uh, I mean, classic console. Um, I mean, me myself, me myself with uh, even in this day and age, obviously, I always try to go for the obscure and um, you know, uh, like non-popular most of the time. So that's why I'm always fans of like, uh, like fan of games like uh, the No More, Hero- no More Heroes games. And, oh, I love oh, those yeah. games. Yeah, and uh, wait, Gerard, you have a nickname for that. Tell him the nickname. Oh, what was what was the nickname? Okay, I'll tell it. He called it Japanese Wet Dream. Oh, that's right. Just <laughs> <laughs> true. It's ultimately true. Actually, no. I think that title should go to Bayonetta. Oh, that's true. Bayonetta is pretty pretty intense. <laughs> yes. Um. Uh, and also, and also, very even more obscure, even more obscure games than that, like um, uh, another code which is known as Trace Memory in the states. I can't say I've heard of it. I, it's it's a really obscure game. It's uh, obviously it's one it's those puzzle adventure games that that's on the DS, you know. So yeah, uh, but I I always like you know being outside of the crowd, outside of the first person. Don't get me wrong, I still play the first person shooters like Halo and Gears, but no, I do too. But mm-hmm. it's it's still I still want to break away and I want to play the obscure ones and whatnot. So that's why I always play like. Uh, you know, uh, No More Heroes. Uh, well, so I've got Brutal Legend as well. Uh, don't know if you oh, guys. Brutal, Brutal Legend was a fun game. I remember yeah. that game very nicely. Um, yeah, even... I like games with uh, stories, like uh, Red Dead Redemption. Oh is, yes, I played that recently, and I played. I finished. I I guess I Gerard raped that game. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got everything you could in that game in a matter of of a week, and. Uh, yeah, things with stories, I think. That, that turns me on. on yeah. <laughs> um, right. Um, so, which uh, pretty much brings me to a uh, a question that I want to hear your you two personal kind of like opinions on. Now, of course, the show is completing games, but with this day and age of like achievements and trophies, what has been your view viewpoint on? Uh, this generation of games with the introduction of achieve- achievements and trophies has it has it kind of like bogged down the whole completionist aspect of compl- you know you know for completing a game 100% or do you think it's a good incentive or do you think otherwise or whatever you know i i think uh that a lot of that stuff depends on what what there is to offer for the game in terms of content uh, you know, for instance, I'm reviewing a game, uh, ne- next week's game, which I don't want to talk about, is one of my favorites. It's a PS3, Xbox, PC game. My first of, of the, uh, the current gen consoles that, um, uh, I'm going to be reviewing. And, uh, one thing I love about the game is, and I, and I do, in the video, I do collect, uh, all the achievements and I actually, and the trophies. I'm going to talk about this as well on the show. Um, but the, the problem I have with it is that, uh, there are a lot of gratuitous quests and and things that I don't think are important for this for the you know the ideas of a completionist. You know, it's one thing to you know get all of you know collect all the the bobbleheads or uh, you know beat all these bosses. Yeah. yeah, but instead, it's more like you know collect one million of this item and then kill a bear in the forest at this time of day, at this time of night, you know, whatever it may be. And it's like 
that's going to take me six hours to get that one achievement. Does it yeah. really make it that worth it? And that's the problem that most of these games have is that they they pride themselves on having these achievements and trophies and accomplishments. But in the end of the day, is it really worth it? I mean, like I said earlier, I put, what, 148 hours into Final Fantasy 13 because I love mm. Final Ooh. Fantasies. Um, Man, and I that's have a lot of time. I, that is a lot of time, and I've never even done that before on a Final Fantasy. It's just I think the last one, I, the last one I did for that was Final Fantasy, um, I think twelve, and I didn't even like Final Fantasy twelve, but the gameplay was fun, and that's kind of what was really pushing um thing. Um, sorry, one second, I just gotta uh, text. Sorry, I put that away. Um, oh, texts but, are more important than a podcast. Obviously, <laughs> I thought my I thought my phone was on silent, but it did not shut up. Oh, don't um, worry, I get that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> just say like, hello ring ring <laughs> um so i think one one thing too that in the games just the content providers just they they make it so they want it so that you're going to come back and play more you know have have a thousand wins like call of duty modern warfare 3 you know whatever 500 headshots that kind of stuff it just it just seems that they're making you play the game for the wrong reasons. They're making you play not the game not because there's more content because it's fun, but they want you to reach that much more and stay that much more invested in playing yeah. the game. And That's not for the sake – you know what I mean? Like not enjoying the game, but I have to beat it because there are that many things to get. And the completionist aspect of games – kind of disappears and that's why i love those older games because there are things that yeah some of them don't have completionist stuff but the ones that do honor the fact that you are the gamer and you're playing these games and there's actually content worth playing that makes it fun to get those games down yeah i can um, easily say a big example of that of like you know stuff in the stuff in a game being put in there to not really make it enjoyable but just make it long lasting for you know, the game's sake, Gears of War 3 is a very bad example of that. Exactly. Uh, yeah, so I can easily understand that. Yeah, I would say that actually the reason why I stopped playing WoW was right around the times that right around the time that uh, achievements came out mm-hmm. because you're already looking at a game where you have to sit there for 6 to 10 hours a day raiding to get all your stuff, then it's like, "Oh, now you have these other things that you have to do too." I got to go get a haircut now. I got to go walk across this desert plain, you know. All, I have all to that go meet Chuck I... Norris. Right, exactly. <laughs> see, I I don't want to do all that crap. But see, there are games, though, that understand elements of that. For instance, Sonic Adventure 2 Battle, uh, Sonic Adventure 2 slash Battle. Yeah. Um, it understands that you want to play the game a lot. You want to play each level as a different character and get different elements of surprise when it comes to completing each level. But there's also the incentive of getting an A ranking because at the end of the day, when you got all 180 emblems, you get to play that retro classic level of, um, you know, Blue Hill Zone. Green Hill with Zone. In, 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 <laughs> green Hill, sorry. Wow. I'm um, sorry. I looked up at the screen and saw blue. Um, it's green like Hill blue. Zone. It's gorgeous. <laughs> it's so pretty. Um, <laughs> but I think that that payoff of playing Green Hill Zone in a complete 3D environment, you know, a Sonic game, that a Sonic level we haven't seen in years. That that's an incentive. That's that's reason to play my game and to get everything in it because there's a big payoff in it. And that's the problem is that these games are just like, all right, you have a trophy and you have a score. Now get on Facebook and compare it to your friends. Like, bragging rights is fine, but, you know, for me, it's not enough to make me want to play these games. Yeah, that's totally, totally cool. Um, right, um, now, back to the completionist. Um, 
with with the completionist, you have it's it's pretty much a review kind of like show and whatnot, and you have like a rating system. Could you explain what the rating system kind of kind of like you know uh, explains for you know whatever game you know that you yeah kind of um about? well so so far there's actually six rating systems that we have um but we levels of the same rating system yeah um and and the levels that we have um are we've only exposed about i think three or four of them but uh there's burn it uh avoid it look at it um play it finish it and complete it um and each level of those um of the rating system determines what I think you should uh, do in terms of the game. Uh, burn it, obviously, being the game is so bad, you you know light it on fire. You need to get um, rid of all of the copies that ever existed. You, you need to that, go et that. that that's and, probably your shack foo then. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have a game coming up soon that's going to be doing that, so that's kind of fun. Okay. Cool. Um, and uh, you know, avoid it. Obviously, if you see the game, just walk away from it. Uh, look at it being the cover art is interesting. But be careful, cause it's looking at it is all you should do. Um, play it, being play it for the experience. Play it because your friends tell you to. Play it because it's a fun game, and you should play it as a gamer. Um, there may be some things wrong with the game that I don't agree with. Things that I think need you know changing or don't really work for me as a gamer. Um, you know, for instance, uh, the first game that got that rating, which I got a lot of people upset about, was Shadow of the Colossus. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a very popular game in the gaming community. It's and, a cult classic. Yeah, I can understand it, that. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And and for me, I had never played it before. Um, I'm, I'm you know, it was my first blind review, and uh, there were a lot of things I liked about it, but the controller scheme for me kind of ruined the game. And everyone was saying to me in the comments, "Oh, it's art. You don't know art. You know, it's that. It's this and that." And I go, "Well, I'm all about realism. The problem was that the game mechanics for me specifically did not work." Um, and that was the one problem I had. Everything else was fun about it. I loved the graphics. I loved the boss fights. Um, the story was a bit uh, short on on some a- aspects of it. Um, but the control scheme didn't work for me, and that's just me personally. Um, and also in, the, in that kind of light too, some some games aren't worth uh, you know finishing. They're just you should play it because they're fun to play, um, not because they're bad games, not because they're really bad. Um, just that you know. You should play it for the experience. You know, everyone says play, you know, play a Sonic game, play a Mario game. You know, it's a game worth playing. Um, you know, finish it, meaning obviously play the game through. Um, there are one or two things wrong with it that I think uh, hinder, um, you know, me from giving it a, you know, a full completionist rating of complete it. Um, obviously, that being Secret of Mana with the, the AI kind of being buggy. Um, if you've got friends with you, then, you know, complete the game because, you know, you've got all your friends with you and it's there's no AI to worry about. But when you're by yourself, that frustration level just builds. Um, and, you know, it's it's kind of like a one-time game. You play it, you finish it, it's good to go. Um, and obviously complete it being the highest of them all, um, collecting everything in it because it's a fun game. Uh, the game is perfect from the insides of out, you know, music, art, gameplay-wise, uh the story is captivating and it's there and it, you know inspires you to want to play the game again and again and again. So those are kind of the the lowest ones. Then I have like a secret uh, rating which I haven't given the game yet, but it's and I kind of have to change it because before <laughs> since we're talking about it so much, the original rating was rape it, um, <laughs> but because so many people have given me shit, I'm sorry, I'm not allowed to say shit. Um, people give me problems about the game. Um, you know, I uh, about the rating. I I think I should change it to something else that is along the same lines as 
as rape it. So Rick and I, we're, we're talking about it. It's in the works. But uh, yeah, we we also have the classic of beard it. Be, that's right. Means you you think about Gerard for every second of the game. <laughs> <laughs> that's so, yeah, that's that, got the that's... High, highest value of them all. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that, that that's great great insight of how how the kind of like show works. Um, so so we're gonna take that rating system mm-hmm. and. We're going to be putting it towards uh, some of the games I have available and also several se- uh, series of games that uh, I, w- I would think would be, you know, good to kind of like mention uh, yeah, of course. On, on the completionist. I just want to have a, you know, bear kind of like... <laughs> bear? <laughs> a bear joke. Uh, you you a, can't a say bear without that coming up. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can never say that again without saying a bear joke. Yeah. Um, You're welcome. <laughs> thank you, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> um, with um, that, and of course you can uh, just give a vague, vague uh, rating on uh, on these games. And, yeah, sure. Uh, but of course, if you haven't played them, you can say you haven't played them, or um, you can say mm, no comment. You know, so yeah. <laughs> that's easily said. So, We'll go through here. Uh, I've pretty much bundled most of these series together, but uh, of course it's based on you know games that I do have in my collection. So we're gonna start off with Devil May Cry. Uh, of course you can uh, either one, two, three, or four, but I personally have four myself. So how how would you kind of like see that? I, I have a confession. I've never played Devil May Cry. Oh, <laughs> oh. there's one there, so. It's it's been on my to do list for the longest time. <laughs> That's cool. That's this, fine. this man has a very large to do list. Yeah, <laughs> I do. <laughs> uh, right, uh, Dragon Ball Z Budokai Three. Uh, I definitely would say uh, play it. It's a fun fighting game. It's a fighting game, if I recall right. Yes. I'm pretty sure I've played it. Um, I've played it. Yeah. I'm I'm not really one in the Dragon Ball Z universe, and I feel like if I really was, um, that the payoff of the game would be that much more. Um, and that fighting style of game for the Dragon Ball Z uh, Budokai series is it's very unique and specific to that series, which I think is so uh, so cool about it. Um, so I definitely would say at least play it. Um, fighting games are kind of a, a weird thing to talk about in terms of a completionist rating because the games generally are pretty short. You know, fight eight bosses or fight other guys, and then you know a super version of a boss, and that's basically it. And it's uh, sometimes so- unlockable characters. Woo-hoo. Of course, of course. And, you know, even games like Soul Calibur, they try to think outside the box and, and build, um, you know, storylines and, and create a character kind of stuff, which is always fun. All right. Um, Half-Life 2, the the whole series that has come out. So that's like yeah, Half-Life yes. 2, Episode 1, and Episode 2. Uh, I would definitely say uh, finish it. You definitely have to fi- play it through as much as you can for its uh, for what it is. Um, I, I guess I have to replay it because when I played it, I... Might have been my PC rig, but I had a hard time chugging through the game um, when I did play it, just because it just it you know. How long glitches. ago was that? Uh, oh man, how long has it been? How long has Half Life Two been out for? What? I think like, over ten years. Yeah, it's been out for a while. Yeah. Um, I I'd say the last time I played it was when I first got to college, about four years ago, five years ago. So. It's it's time to revisit it. I think. <laughs> yeah, I remember maybe. playing the first the first Half Life. That was. 
just an amazing game when that first came out. The AI was just unbelievable. Oh yeah. And do you so want to give it? Do you want to give a rating for that as well? I'd have to say beard it. Beard it. Yeah. <laughs> I would say completed as, as well. It's real yeah, fun. Brilliant. <laughs> uh, Resident Evil, the series. Um, any particular one you you want to single out? You can Ooh. mention. I am a Resident Evil connoisseur. Um, Resident Evil is one of the franchises that I know all the ins and outs of. Um, in fact, uh, when I was a kid, I told my dad, one day I'm going to make a Resident Evil movie. And then a few years later, a Resident Evil movie came out, and I was like, my dreams are ruined. <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone's dreams was ruined. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, and then I was... <laughs> I was hoping too, like, all right, let's hope they don't make a sequel. And then the second one came out, and I was like, my my dreams, they're 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 leaving me. And then now they're the fifth is through my fingers. I know Re- Resident <laughs> Evil Five, as yeah, they're calling yeah, it, yeah. is oh. coming out next year. And I, I just was like, I I need new dreams because <laughs> at the rate I'm going, I'm never gonna get there. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, can, I remember. I uh, it's like in, um, the animated ones well the first one that came out degeneration uh, yeah that, that was really cool i really dug that yeah apparently that got a lot of critical bash which was kind of uh, disappointing because then it's like oh it's it's basically a long cutscene that's what it's supposed to be yeah <laughs> that's the story of the game what else do you want from it <laughs> well see that's back in college what we used to do is we would invite a bunch of people over like we were watching a scary movie oh that's right but we would play resident evil as if it was a movie. So and I, Greg, I forgot about that. Yeah, we would yeah. have Resident Evil night, where on like on Friday evenings, people would come over to my apartment. And I would, you know, I had my GameCube hooked up, and we'd play Resident Evil. Uh, we did one and Resident Evil Zero, I believe. We didn't get past the, anything past that. Um, but just the environment of having, you know, um, a bunch of people, all the lights off, and all you see is the, you know, the small TV screen um, showing you. You know, that spider that you don't see, and it's crawling up the ceiling, and you look up, and you're like, oh, Christ, I'm dead. That's um, back when you had, like, a 14-inch TV, too. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Resident Evil as a whole, I would have to say uh, finish it. Um, some of the completionist aspects of the games aren't really worth a second playthrough uh, because, you know, a lot of them are time-constrained. You know, beat the game under three hours to get unlimited rocket launcher, which I've done, and I love it because the rocket launcher is my favorite weapon. Um, but to the average gamer, you know, to the average guy, um, if you can if you can deal with playing through Resident Evil One on the PS One and your eyes don't hurt afterwards compared to what you can do now, I applaud you. Because uh, well, I've, I... I've got the DS version of that, so, <laughs> so I I've got I've got Deadly Silence and uh, <laughs> um, trust me, it's like trying to look at you know at that screen sometimes it's just like I can't. Focus! <laughs> My eyes. My eyes, they bleed. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, and, well, uh, Greg, you didn't have anything for that either? Or, um, I have you did, you did say about those evenings, so I'm guessing you had something something to say. Well, it's it's another thing where it's, I never played the game, I just, just watched the game. But to, just from um, your kind of like scene, you say, okay, how about a new rating? Watch it! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I'd, I'd watch the hell out of that game. <laughs> I'd watch the hell out of it twice. <laughs> and take it out for lunch. That's right. Uh... And I'd call it back. And I'd be introduced to its parents. <laughs> but I don't uh... know about marriage yet. I can't go that far. Marriage it. <laughs> no, not yet. Marry it. 
All right. Uh, next one. Um, Skies of Arcadia. Never played it. Never played, played it. it. I get it suggested all the time, but I never played it. Ah, fair enough. Uh, Gerard, you're probably, this is probably another one you haven't played. Uh, Rhythm Heaven. I have not played that. No. What, what system is that on? Uh, DS. DS. Yeah, I have not. I, I'm writing it down right now. What is it called? Rhythm Heaven. Okay. I got it down now. It's also called Rhythm Paradise here in the UK, but uh, it's known as Heaven in the Wait, is that like Riven as in Mist and Riven? Is that? No, no, Rhythm as in Oh, oh Rhythm. Rhythm. Oh, I ha- no, I have played that. It's the the self-teaching guitar kind of game, right? Where you're you're looking at the tabs on the screen. No. Or am I make- no, what am I thinking of? Rhythm Heaven. Hmm. Is it kind of like Elite Beat Agents in a way? Kinda. Kind of. I think I have. I think I've seen it. It's 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 more. It's kind of like um, WarioWare meets Rhythm Games, pretty much. You know what? My my buddy Zan uh, has it. I think I've played it a couple times uh, on his DS. But um, I definitely have to re- take a take a gander at it again. <laughs> I think I think the rating should be be aware of it. <laughs> be aware. Of it. That's a good one. Um, shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is probably another one. Uh, Trace Memory. Trace Memory. I think you mentioned that earlier. I think I have. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I haven't played that one. Yeah. Uh, Brutal Legend, which is also another game that I mentioned. Brutal Legend. Um, I have to say, play it. Um, my my biggest problem with Brutal Legends is that uh, there it it felt a lot like a fetch quest game. Um, and that Brutal Legend. That's the one with Jack Black, right? As the yes. guy. I'm pretty sure. Yes. Um. You know, I, I bought it uh, brand new when it first came out, and then like two days later, it was on sale for Black Friday for ten bucks, and I was like, "Are you kidding me?" Um, which I hate when that happens. Um, but my biggest problem with it was that it, it a lot of the the quests recycled, and um, you know, the boss fights were pretty fun, but that, the whole RTS thing too was a little wonky to me. Um, I definitely say play it because there is not quite a game with the combination of elements that the game has, um, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's a game for me. Um, so I would say at least give it a shot and play it. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, next one, Sonic Adventure 2. Yes, play it. Sonic yes. Adventure 2, uh, I, would, I would say that um, uh, that secret rating we talked about, we don't know what it, what it is. Um I, I can't really tell you how many times I've I've raised Chow, um, and I've made them so so bamf, you know, breathing breathing drag, you know, fire and not having feet like a ghost and, you know, like and all all the soundtrack for that game, holy lord, just Crush Forty, Crush, is a wonderful band, yeah, <laughs> Crush which, 40. which is something I completely forgot to ask about, but we'll we'll do that uh, once once we're finished with this. Sure, sure. But, uh, um, but yeah, it's secret rating. Okay, so that's fine. Um, now this is a, this is a toss up between two titles that came out on the GameCube, mm-hmm. Star Fox Adventures and Star Fox Assault. Okay, so um, I have not played. I've I've seen them and I've and I understood them for whatever reason. When I was a kid, I just never bought them. Um, let me get this straight. Star Fox Adventures was the one where you're on the floor and you're Star Fox and and the and John was talking about it. It's like the the dinosaur people and yeah. that whole thing. Um, and then Star Fox Assault, which I have played, is almost like a 3D rendition, a newer 3D rendition of 
64, but not as good if I'm if I'm correct, right? Um, yeah. Although I I find it as a very decent one. In fact, I actually oh. I actually like Assault over 64. Oh really? Uh, then I I have to get it then because I my my buddy Dan gave it to me uh, to it's, play. It's probably shorter, and that's probably the reason why many people didn't like it because it was is very it, linear. Is it, it's is very it it's very linear. Uh, okay. There's, there's no kind of like branching paths like in the 64 version. Uh, yeah. Where you can like. 64. 64. <laughs> <laughs> where obviously you can take whatever path you like, you know, depending on how how you do in the mission beforehand. Yeah. So, so that's that that was the only drawback with it, I think. Yeah, I I definitely say if me thinking about it now, I would say play it with me wanting to finish it because I, you know, I remember playing it and having fun. Um, but I remember there's a couple things about it that made me feel like. It, when I played it, it made me feel like, man, where's Star Fox 64 when you need it um, in terms of – but then again, you know, each man to his own opinion. You know, obviously you really enjoyed it, so um, I definitely should go ahead and, and try and pick it up at GameStop or something and really see if, if they still have them at GameStop rather because um, GameStop's starting to carry less and less games every day that are the older consoles. Uh, same same um, with my store as well, so uh, – Yeah. Ever-growing – Ever-growing – uh, uh, retail industry of games. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right, moving on. Uh, Dead Rising, the original. Um, the original. Uh, I love the original. I had so much fun. Um, I I actually was one. That was the first game um, on the Xbox 360 that I that I got all the uh, achievements for. Um, and you know what? You know what? This is why. Not because of the story. Not because of the gameplay. But because the fact that I got to dress up as Mega Man X, that was the sole reason as to – or Mega Man, rather. Yeah, um, it was just Mega Man, I think. Yeah, yeah like that was that was the sole reason why I got – and I got the, the, the buster, the one-shot buster, just running around zombies, capping them. And that was like the most – my favorite part of the game. I think that's what made me play all the way through and getting the lightsaber. And um, I think, you know, if I had to say – I have to say finish it um, for for a normal player – um, but if you're a big fan of Mega Man, I would say definitely complete it just for you know getting those those cool fun uh, bonuses and that kind of thing. Killing yeah, like fifty six thousand seven hundred or whatever zombies. Yeah, to get, that's to get the buster. <laughs> I'd give it my rating of watch it just because I remember watching you kill. Uh, what? How many is it? I think 50, it's fifty six thousand. It's fifty six thousand zombies. The, the number. Right, the number is actually the population of Willamette. Oh, okay. That's, See, that's why it's so precise. It's like fifty-six thousand nine hundred and fifty-three or something like that. Yeah, it's that's why it's so yeah. per- not precise because it's the actual number of how how many people are living in Willamette. So exactly. So yeah, clever. I, I, clever. I sat there and watched him run over thousands of zombies in the uh, area that's you underneath. Have Hill music in the background. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Watch uh, out for the one with the canister. <laughs> uh, next one, uh, Splatterhouse, uh, the series. I have not played the Splatterhouse games, none of them. Is that like Slaughterhouse? Kind of. It just reminds me, like, go to the meatpacking plant and pack meat. <laughs> Aww. Poor Worst, meat game ever. <laughs> Worst game ever. <laughs> but yeah, um... That's cool. Uh, Fatal Frame. Uh, Fatal Frame. That's for the GameCube, correct? Um, no. 
No. <laughs> uh, it was for PS2 and original Xbox. Uh, it had three games, uh, all for the PS2. Uh, only the first two came onto the original Xbox, so the third game is a PS2 exclusive. Hmm, I can't... You know what, I, I've... It was also I've, known as Project Zero. Yeah, I've I've played it. I've been meaning to really dive into it. I really dig the survival horror psycho... Um, yeah, the, the, the unique thing about Fatal Frame was, of course, your only means of protection against the, the spirits that, you know, attack you is a camera. Exactly, yeah. yeah. I, I remember... Uh, uh, have you ever played Clock Towers? Clock Towers Clock has Tower. its... Clock Tower. Clock Tower 4, I think, is the one I played. I think there's more than four. Um, Last just that whole... There's only three, but... I think there were... Sure. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm just it, ruining it my reputation right now. <laughs> um, but I remember just the, the whole idea of having an insanity meter or a freakout meter. Like, any, any kind of game that has a psychological element to it that makes it that much more realistic outside of the story is so cool. Um, I would say, you know, play it, finish it, complete it, whatever one that, you know, is your fancy. Cause those games are incredibly, uh, important to pioneering of the survival horror genre, considering that resident evil now has become a action horror genre as opposed to it being survival horror. Yeah. Um, with, you know, resident evil five and four behind that. Uh, and lastly, the last one that we have here, Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time. Ocarina of Time. <laughs> Ocarina of Time. Um, uh, let's see, how many emails do I want, Greg? Should we aim for like a thousand emails for people who... <laughs> you you know me, I always go the route of pissing people off. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ocarina of Time is is a game that you everyone should have to finish it one time through you should have to finish it um you should have to really absorb the story absorb the environment if you have a 3ds now is the time because the game doesn't look any better than it does now um it just like it looks so awesome um but it's actually one of my least favorite zelda games out of the franchise um i can the, feel the emails coming in now <laughs> i know I, I can feel like i'm gonna unsubscribe from this guy he was cool before with his rape jokes um <laughs> personal opinion people personal opinion <laughs> um ocarina of time to me felt like a 3d version of link to the past and to me at the time i guess and kind of what it is now is that i don't really need a 3d version of link to the past because i have link to the past um granted the gameplay is much much more uh bigger and much more bigger much better and uh and atmospheric and that kind of thing but for whatever reason Whenever I think of Ocarina of Time, I think of putting in a good 40, 50, even 60, 70 hours of gaming. And for whatever reason, whenever I start the game over, I just get that in the back of my mind of, I have so long to go before I finish this game. And whether it's collecting everything, whether it's beating secret bosses, whatever it may be, it's just like, oh, there's always that dread of this is going to take forever. Um, even if I speed run it, I'm like, oh, this is still going to take freaking forever. Um, so at least I would... you get to release the chickens. That's right. You get to release the chickens. <laughs> yes, you can. Um, so I would say for your average gamer, finish it. For me, I would say probably play it. 
um, just because it's it's evolved over the years. I've I've learned to hate it more and more with each passing year. I'm like an old man at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, I, I I'm kind of like that with the Mario series as well. It's yeah, like, it's like uh, Mario 64. It's like Sunshine Galaxy Galaxy Two. Yeah, it's just 64 with a facelift. <laughs> I think that's, that's that's basically how I feel about about this Zelda in yeah. a nutshell. Is that you know everything to me has been a facelift of Link to the Past. Um, although I did enjoy, I didn't really care for Wind Waker. Um, I really dug Twilight Princess, and uh, I finished Skyward Sword in about three days. Um, and Skyward Sword. Was a great game. My only problem was the motion controls for me. You just never wanted to work the way I wanted it to, and I feel like one thing Nintendo should have um, taken into account with the Wii as well as some of its games is that if you have a fan base of gamers who are used to playing it on a GameCube controller or a N64 controller or a Super Nintendo controller, and you have something like the you know like the classic controller available for the Wii, you should give that option because not everyone's going to sit there and want to swing their arm for. 20 hours straight you know physical activity come on no connect sports too it's exactly what it's about so um that was my only gripe with skywars anyways tangent sorry move on (laughs) that's 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 cool that's why i like doing best of my show going on a deep (laughs) tangent um so yeah um that that was pretty much the games that i have there so that is cool thanks very much for doing that um right now i was gonna i was gonna mentioned this earlier but of course i completely forgot about it um with uh you've done one top 10 for Mm -hmm. your show and of course you do have kind of you know other ones in the back burner of course that you would like to do but Mm -hmm. going to your top 10 that you've done here is live and learn really your favorite musical track from (laughs) You I know, feel like a video game because I, I think I, I think it was a little forced, maybe. Really? Uh, I I don't know. It's just like you know, it's like people say they like this song, but then secretly they actually like this song a little bit more. Uh, <laughs> you know. I mean, um, I have that a lot, and I'm a Sonic <laughs> fan, and I listen to a lot of Sonic music, and I always say this one's the best one. No, this one it's like ah. <laughs> um. Well, you know, um. There's a quick story I have actually behind uh live and learn um and actually it's funny you mentioned that because i actually in a way i do have a tie between live and learn the thing is and this is kind of where it's going to be funny is that the tie is between open your heart from (laughs) crush 40 you know uh the theme song of sonic adventure um those are my two favorite uh video game tracks and the reason why is because and this is this is what i feel like i forgot to mention in the review is that um those songs make you remember every aspect of the game. Like when I hear, you know, can't hold out much longer. <laughs> I can imagine myself in every level of Sonic, in every level of the chow breeding and, you know, with my VMU hooked up with my friend Johnny and we're, you know, we're breeding chows and, you know, just those songs have such an iconic uh, association to me. Nostalgia really. Yeah. Um, That's, and- I can remember, you know, some other college stories where, we just have like a really, really crappy day or we had the same class where we took the test and it was just we did an awful job, which probably happened more, more times more, more than, than it should have. To admit, yeah. <laughs> but uh, we we jump into Gerard's car and then throw on the Crushed 40 soundtrack and uh, 
and and that's you know and I think too like and again a quick side story um uh, I used to work uh, for Best Buy the uh, big electronics store out here in the U.S. and um I I worked with them for almost six years and in my six years there I got to um I auditioned for um a Best Buy commercial because I'm an actor and performer writer and you know there was an audition opportunity I said yeah why not I need the cash it'll be fun so um I went ahead and I, I auditioned and and I got I got the role um for this Best Buy commercials for uh a Super Bowl but it never aired um and I I, I go out there and um on the inform in the information interview I had with them they they said what's your favorite song of all time and at the time, all I said was "Live and Learn" by Crush Forty, and like, that was it. And I, I thought, you know, that was the end of it. You know, like, oh yeah, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, what's your favorite kind of pizza? It's an icebreaker, no big deal. Um, so fast forward to the audit to the actual filming of this thing. I fly out to Michigan uh, to Best Buy headquarters, and I go in there, and I'm getting ready. I'm reading the script, and I'm, I'm, you know, they're having us, you know, get a little loose and, and improvish and that kind of thing, and. Uh, they they filmed the commercial in sections with each person who got to audition, and so um, when I come out to film my section, I walk into this film studio and they're blasting "Live and Learn" by Crush Forty, like throughout this gigantic film studio, and I walk in there and I just remember getting all these looks from people that just were like, "What the hell is this music?" and um. I walked out there and I was so stoked. I was like, holy crap, it's Crush 40's Live and Learn. I start – I go up on the stage and I'm rocking out. I grab the Guitar Hero controller and I start acting like I'm rocking out. And after the song is over, they're all like, you know, where did that come from? Where did that energy come from? And I said, because it's from one of the best games ever made. It's one of my favorite songs. It's my theme song. That's that's the song I associate when I walk into a room is that you know, if I want to like change lives or if I want people to look at me a certain way, I play Live and Learn because that's just every song – Every word in that song just describes who I am in terms of the trials and tribulations I've been through, the family conflict I've been through, and the journey that I continue to go on each and every day. Um, so that's why it's my favorite. <laughs> that, that's amazing, man. That's absolutely amazing. Uh, of course, definitely, you know, uh, Jun Sonoy, who is the um, the kind of like guitarist and one of the key key members of Crush 40. I've met him a couple of times. He's a really sound guy. Uh, he's always loving to kind of like uh, you know uh, please please the fans with the songs that he does for the games and whatnot. And I would think that that that's an amazing thing that you you can get that kind of like energy from his work, which is fantastic. As, yeah, that's yeah. really fantastic. Um, <laughs> Greg, what's yours? What's yours, Greg? <laughs> oh, my favorite video game song. Yeah. Oh boy. I don't know. There's some uh if if you want to shoot people in the west, there's some pretty cool stuff in Red Dead Redemption. That <laughs> uh I was actually uh I I tour with uh with a band and we played in Mexico and we were driving along in the desert and I was like, you know what would be perfect to listen to right now? Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> I, can, I I just remember that as a specific moment of of listening to that. Oh, and I guess we could call that back to uh, Chase HQ, that little uh, oh yeah, the the Game Boy. Dun, 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 dun. I can still remember every note to that song. Brilliant. I should probably should probably learn that actually. You should, I, <laughs> I, if if you can, you can probably just play it in a 
guitar or something like that. That would be amazing. Uh, right. I have a piano right next to me. Ooh. It's not going to put anybody through that. Yeah. That's brilliant, guys. Okay. Well, we might as well end this end this off. And to end it off a great note, how about we do – uh, kind of like listing off of how we can watch The Completionist around yeah, sure. on the interwebs. For a second there, I thought you were going to say, let's all sing the Bubble Bobble theme. We get that now more than ever. <laughs> um, well, you've already done it twice. so <laughs> Yeah, we, we have. Um, uh, yeah, you know, you can you can see in a couple different places. Uh, the most important in my eyes is obviously um, uh, YouTube.com backslash that one video gamer. Um, there is my old channel, that one video website, but I'm closing that down. If you go there, you'll see a video that says, oh, yeah, go check out that one video gamer because the videos are moving. Um, and then we're moving over because we want to, you know, that old channel was my film channel and it was kind of, you know, for my own projects and the man show and all other kinds of stuff. And now it's, it's, we're doing the completionist all on its own. Um, and so that one video gamer, um, if you don't want to search YouTube, you can go to, uh, that one video.com or that one video gamer.com and they will forward you to, uh, my YouTube page. Um, you can also go to normalboots.com. That's where a lot of our content is hosted uh, with the guys over at, you know, like uh, Peanut Butter Gamer, John Tron, Continue, uh, Indie Searchlight, and uh, Underbelly. We're all kind of under the Normal Boots branding, which is uh, John and Peanut Butter Gamer. And then our most recent partnership, um, you can check us out on ScrewAttack, um, ScrewAttack.com. Uh, you know, ScrewAttack used to be the king of the web, and I still think they're doing a pretty good job, and they're coming back in a big way this year. Well, and, definitely uh, with uh, shows like uh – uh, Death Battle uh, being one of their flagship uh, kind of like in-house kind of like shows. It's they're definitely exactly. coming back uh, full force. But uh, with you on board, you're gonna make it even better. <laughs> we I hope can definitely so. say that's right. Yeah, yeah we're uh, you know before every Friday we release an episode on our channel every Friday, and if we don't release an episode. Um, there will be a video there that's entertaining nonetheless to tell you guys why there's not a new episode or a short. Um, we've got things coming up in the future like uh, more top tens. Uh, our, we're doing our first episode of uh, Defend It, which is uh, going to be a little fun uh, crime scene car- uh, court case scenario where I try defending a, uh, a game from all the ridicule that the media and people think of it. And I try and convince you, know, you the internet, whether or not uh, the game is still actually good. Um, it's not going to be in the form of uh, Phoenix Wright court case, is it? Yeah, kind of, not really. Uh, <laughs> a, lot, a lot of people are going to like that. It's it's it, it, it's definitely in the they light They love of, their Phoenix right out there. I yeah, know, I've seen it. <laughs> We're definitely aiming for that kind of style and feel. Um and then uh, also, because now we are with Screw Attack, uh, we're going to be making uh, two extra episodes a month uh, just for ScrewAttack.com. So, um, for instance, this Friday, when this I think this is when this airs, um, you're going to be able to see uh, two new episodes, one on our channel at uh, That One Video Gamer, and then a completely different episode on ScrewAttack. Um, and eventually, about 10 days after the episode airs on ScrewAttack, it will go onto our older channel for those viewers who, you know, don't like to go to Screw Attack because for whatever reason, you know, people on the internet when they come to viewing content, they have their website that they go to. 
Um, and so uh, eventually everything will be under that one video gamer. Um, but yeah, that's that's basically it for it. And also, uh, we also have some more episodes of the Mediocreist in the future. <laughs> this Brilliant. is true. Don't we have another partnership there, buddy? Oh, we do. We're we're partnered with the Game Station. Um, there you go. The Game Station. Yeah. Not to uh, be confused by Game Station here in the UK, which is the that's retail right. brand. So totally different. Uh, totally different. So YouTube. YouTube. Uh, the Game Station is a YouTube conglomerate channel that consists of and represents a lot of the big YouTubers out there. Guys like Husky Starcraft, uh, Press Hard to Continue, uh, Yogg's Cast, um, and you know the Warp Zone, and a couple other guys. And uh, we just kind of joined them recently, and. Uh, uh yeah so if you know going through them is a good way to get to us too so um and obviously with our videos you'll see like you know links and annotations and that kind of stuff to the future of the show so so there yeah. are many doors to this awesomeness yeah and now you will take anyone and you will find greatness yeah actually right. if, it's cool now if you youtube the completionist we're the first ones to pop up so Woo-hoo. which is good uh, because i've been seeing other videos that have the completionist and they suck yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't you know it? I think they've been coming from Machinima, which is bad. <laughs> it's like they're not they're not known for sucky stuff. Yeah. <laughs> need to work on it. But yeah, um that's brilliant. Uh Greg, do you have any final words? Well I don't know. I think the only thing that we can probably end this with is Bears! Bears! <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much, Ger- uh, Gerard. Greg, thank you so much for um, being on uh, Turbo Drive Live here yeah, on Sega Sonic Radio. Um, of course, um, by all, all means, guys, do check them out. They're fantastic, uh, cracking guys. Um, give their show a chance and have a laugh. Um, of course, checking out either through Normal Boots, their YouTube channel, uh, that one video gamer. Uh, and of course, ScrewAttack and uh, the Game Station. So go check them out wherever where you can, even on an iPod. As well. <laughs> so you know, do it, do it on the go, do it on the go, <laughs> baby. So yeah, um, so we're gonna be ending ending this interview with uh, a musical track. And what better way to you know end this interview by playing uh, pl- <clears throat> excuse me by playing Ger- <laughs> Gerard's favorite track, Live and, Live and Learn by Crush 4E here on uh, Turbo Drive Live on Psychosonic Radio. And uh, thanks very much, guys, and we'll see you again next time. Live and learn. Yeah.
You've tuned in to Turbo Drive Live on Sega Sonic Radio. Yes, you have, and uh, thanks for listening through that entire um, interview with uh, the completionist, uh, Gerard and uh, Greg. Um, yeah. <laughs> it was so long, I'm sorry. It was like an hour an hour an hour and a half. That was quite a bit. Uh of course, um but yeah, I have to end the show now because I've been going on for like I've been on for two hours now and yeah, it's uh, a little overkill, I think. So anyway. Um so I'm gonna be ending the show tonight. Sadly no Turbo's first impressions. I will carry that on to next week. So if you wanna check that out, do check me out. Eight PM GMT here uh, um, on Sega Sonic Radio again, if you ever want to catch my show again. And of course, don't forget, do check out The Completionist, either at uh, That One Video Gamer YouTube channel, or at ScrewTac, the ScrewTac episodes, uh, or, well, the debut uh, Completionist episode on ScrewTac.com is on there now, it's on the front page, go check it out. Don't bitch about it, though, because I will fucking slap you in the face if you keep bitching about it. Because I've heard some bitching about it, and I don't like the bitching. I don't like it. So, uh, you know, enjoy it. Because it's awesome. And it's funny. Manana. So, yeah. Um, so, I'll leave you with this last track. Uh, quickly submitted by uh, Voluptuous Spy. It's uh, E102's uh, uh, theme uh, from Sonic Adventure. I will see you again next week, same time, same place, and have a good weekend, people, and enjoy yourselves. Take care, people, and as I'm going to load up the track, uh, there we go, um, I will, yeah, I will catch you next time. Cheers. Bye-bye.
Thanks for listening to Triple Drive Live. Only on Sega Sonic Radio. The number one source for Sonic music.